it's still real to me, damn it! Hello everyone and welcome to Styling and Profiling with Cam and Zam. My name is Cam Porter. With me as always, my wonderful co-host, Mike. Cool Zampino. <laughs> just replace Switch the pause. Just replace the pause. Uh, we're here to talk about wrestling. Yeah, we are. Specifically, Wrestle War 1989, semicolon. Well, no, full colon. Yeah, yeah, it'd be full colon. Full colon. Music City Showdown. I love how even for the, the ones that didn't stick around, they still, have, they still have a subtitle. Yeah, so you know which one it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Although I think there are multiple Wrestle Wars. Were there? Oh, okay. I think so. I, 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 think I so. guess I just don't remember that being Yeah. One. I don't remember the spiked banjo yeah. oh, logo. That was part of the Music City showdown yeah, right. thing. Yeah, they there, have, there uh, were several attempted references to where they were. Yeah, which, which was, was Nashville. Nashville, Tennessee, at the Nashville Municipal Auditorium. Back before everything had a corporate sponsor. <laughs> right, yeah. And things were just named yeah. blah, 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 Municipal Stadium. <laughs> um. This, uh, I I really liked this pay-per-view right out of the gate. I thought it was good, but it was the most oddly booked. I What I did like is during that intro when they were showing all yeah. the, like, freeze frames of who was wrestling. It was almost exactly like the Royal Rumble intro, yeah. just without Vincent McMahon yelling everyone's name. But I loved that uh, they, <laughs> they put the Oak Ridge Boys in the middle it's... as if they were wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Oak Ridge Boys sing the national anthem. If you don't know the Oak Ridge Boys, you probably do. Oh, and then the uh, the yeah, you probably know the yeah. Oak Ridge Boys. Yeah, uh, but Elvira. then on yep, and then on uh, on PSAs on his little freeze yeah. frame, it said Mike PSAs. Mike, and I was like, don't ah, no. don't care for nope. it. Nope, it's I don't Michael. like it. Michael PSAs. You know, that's one of those weird things where, like, as an adult, I feel very different because my name is Michael. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> I feel very differently about the name Mike really? than I did when I was younger. Really, when I was younger, it was like, "Don't call me Michael, I'm Mike." But now you're more Michael. Don't call me Mikey, I'm Mike. Okay, right now as an adult, I have this weird thing where, for some reason, the name Mike to me just sounds like a, a like a skeevy dude. Like, really, as an adult, with like an adult man named Mike. I don't know. Interesting. I'm like, if you're an adult, it's Michael now. I'm like the opposite. Like, my my full name is Cameron. Sure. But I just, I go by Cam. That's what I tell everyone to call me, Cam Porter. I think uh, I might feel differently had I gone by Michael my whole like, maybe. childhood. Yeah. 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 Although as a kid, I went by Cammy, and now I can't stand Cammy. Mm. So... I guess even I as, get a, it. as a kid, I couldn't stand Mikey because yeah. it was a, that it was the life cereal he, commercial. He likes it. Hey, Mikey! Mikey will yeah. eat anything. Yeah, yeah. So then all the bullies would be like, "Eat this!" Yeah, Mikey will eat anything, and then be like, "I won't eat it." My <laughs> name was fine. I was fine with people calling me Cammy until Street Fighter became popular. Oh yeah, K A M I though. <laughs> yeah, different spelling, luckily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the so, kids don't give a fuck. Nope, nope. I was Cammy. I was a weird <laughs> Swedish girl that did spin kicks. <clears throat> I wish. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, the yeah. Oak Ridge Boys, <clears throat> by the way, um, I wrote, uh, I wrote, man, ah, the good old days when musicians could be ugly as fuck and it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Cause, they uh, are not... those guys could sing. Yeah. Their harmonies were on point. Uh, I don't enjoy country music, but that I did enjoy thoroughly. I like acapella. Like I like, I nice like an acapella. impressive yeah. acapella. Vocal yeah. harmony has always been something that yes. I've really enjoyed. Yes. 
And when it's done well, it's it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I did actually. Also, apparently, well. I also had a note about a spiked banjo with a chain <laughs> yeah. shoulder strap. So, so they do the whole intro and everything, and they've got their logo Wrestle War, and it's literally it's a banjo with a chain instead of just the regular strap, and just spikes around the body of the banjo, and it's stained with blood. Yeah, because it's been used to murder because someone. It's a showdown. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert: There are two attempted murders in <laughs> this pay per view. There are. Two uh, two people uh, almost lose their lives it's, uh, to murder. This is a uh, this is a uh, no blood, but it's still a very violent. Oh yes, oh yeah. very violent, yeah. very violent. Um, so it's supposed to be the Great Muta first match. It's supposed yeah, to be Great, great Muta, Muta versus, versus Junkyard Dog. Dog. They announce it. Well, okay, so they do their opening promo. Then we cut to the Oak Ridge Boys. Oh, yeah, because the opening promo says Junkyard Dog. Right, and then they cut to the Oak Ridge Boys, and then Jim Ross goes, "Here's another intro." That we're going to say everyone's names, and they show everyone, and it says, first match, Great Muda versus Junkyard Dog. They cut to the ring. Junkyard Dog's not in the ring. But, the okay. Dude named Doug Gilbert. So, people, if you have if you watch this stuff on the WWE Network, you know that at the bottom of the screen, there's the little dots, and if yes. you hover your mouse over them, it'll show you who's wrestling. And yes. On there, I don't know if you noticed this. I didn't. Uh, so, it ends up being the replacement is Doug Gilbert. Hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert's younger brother. Correct. Yes. Now, on the print at the bottom, at least on mine, and I don't know if it's like this on yours, we should check, uh, but if you hover over that part, it says, uh, Doug Bilbert. Oh, my God. Doug Bilbert. Doug, it does. B-I-L-B-E-R. Great Gary Hart versus Doug Bilbert. Doug Bilbert. <laughs> so this poor son of a bitch. <laughs> and, and you know that this is stuff has been all, this is all done way after the oh, fact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way after the yeah, fact. Yeah, this is just some intern. That just is and, like in hey, Stanford in the office, yeah. Close, Doug close Bilbert. enough. Oh my god, isn't That's that amazing? The funniest fucking thing, Doug Bilbert. Poor guy. I got to screen cap that and put it on the Facebook page. Yeah, that we was got hilarious. Uh, so yeah, I wrote out of the gate. We've got a replacement. That's a yeah. lot of fun. Uh, but you know what? We do have that. I'm excited about more ecto cooler. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> great Muda coming out spitting ecto cooler into the air. I love Great Muda so much. He's so cool. He was really cool. He man. was. Love that face paint. I was thinking about it because, like, you know, at this point in wrestling, you got the biggest draws. You got the Hulk Hogan's and the uh, Hulk Hogan's and the Macho Man Randy Savages. Those mm-hmm. are like the two biggest guys. And I was thinking, if you look in like Jap- Japan at the time, Japanese at the time. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> If you look at Japan at the time, you had the biggest guys like Antonio Inoki would be like the Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. and then Great Muta would be like the Macho Man Randy Savage. Gotcha. Like he's like that. He's still the just one as who's big. actually better at exactly. it, but exactly. isn't as well and just, known. Yeah, yeah, but also like crazier and more colorful. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the few. Uh, People that had face paint that I really thought was cool. Yeah, because it was just a, it's just a solid red with like the Japanese like kanji. Yeah, writing. Who was the guy side. later on that had just the kanji in like the stripes? Um, and, and all down his yeah, body. Shit, I don't remember his name. Uh, he was in the nineties. Yeah, he wasn't around for very long. Hit us up, Billy Carr. Yeah, Billy Carr corrections are. Uh, I forget what his name was. But I'm picturing him in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know, I yeah. remember that. I thought that looked gnarly because yeah. it looked like tattoos. And yeah, I was like, oh, that guy's that. gnarly. Somebody just spent the time drawing that before each match. He looked scary to me. He did. Muta looks kind of scary, too. Uh, JR pronouncing uh, Muta. Muta. He really, really hitting that. Muta. Mi- the great that Muta. He, he's hitting that T real yeah. hard. Muta. <laughs> I don't like it. Me neither. Uh, this was a short match. Short, but good. Yeah, there were several short ones. Yeah, poor 
poor Dougie Bilbert. Yeah, poor, <laughs> poor Dougie B <sighs> got thrown in there with the great Muda, who's probably pissed. At least they didn't call him Doug Dilbert. Oh no, like the cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> Doug Bilbert with a weird bent up tie. Uh, Muda throws a moon salt on his ass. Yep, that's how he wins. Gets Muda the win. Muda, inventor of two of my favorite moves in wrestling: the yeah. moon salt and the shining wizard. What's the shining wizard? The shining wizard is a running knee strike to the face of a kneeling opponent. Oh it's yeah, brutal. And it's also illegal that. in the UFC. It is. Yes, you can knee a downed opponent. Yeah, not in the face. You can knee him in the body though. But yeah, just not the face. You can destroy their kidneys all you want. <laughs> just don't destroy <laughs> just their, their their beautiful face. face. Yeah, yeah, because you could probably kill someone. <laughs> really murder yeah. them with your knee to their face. Yeah. Muda has a great showing in this though. Like he, at one point, he goes to hit the moon salt, and uh, Dougie B moves out of the way, so mm-hmm. he lands on his feet and he throws him over the ropes. Does the green mist? It's a really cool, yeah. really cool sequence. Super thing. agile, super agile. And, yeah, very fun to watch. Yeah. I wonder if this match would have been longer had it been JYD. I think so. Yeah, I want to say so. They and were they, like, Bilbert they... can't go very long. And Bilbert has a very unfortunate hair. <laughs> he does. Um, his version of the mullet looks like and. This is going to sound offensive, but it is purely for the visual. Uh-huh. Um, but he looks like um, he looks like the special ed kid haircut oh, on top, where <laughs> like the bowl cut. Yeah, where yeah, you, where you can't tell if it's like okay, that was the hairstyle that they needed for because they didn't have very long to cut it. When that makes right, sense, right? Or or and it, it's also borderline looks like he might have done some of it himself. <laughs> Or, you know, like a, when a child gets a hold of scissors and right. tries to cut their own right. hair. Right, and it just, yeah, just and, gets jacked and, up yeah. and then And then he's got the mullet where it's, like, really long. Yeah. It's very unfortunate It's like looking. he started, like, trimming his bangs and then just stopped at that. Yeah, well, like it's he like did he, the front. he did it at a different length right. for each cut. Right. Each did, snip. Yeah. It was, was like a, a nice, place. like, alternating stair-step pattern on his head. Very strange. On the front of his head. And then he was like, well, I'm bored. I'm just going to leave the back like it is. Poor guy. Poor guy. And then he loses and has his name misspelled on <laughs> WWE God, Network. That is the most unfortunate. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I tried to find any information it's on It's really why. unfortunate, and it is sad, but it, it's really funny. It's hilarious. And I'm, glad it happened. I'm so glad you found it. <laughs> I tried to find information on what happened to Junkyard Dog, and I couldn't, but they did say at one point, Jim Ross says, due to circumstances beyond our control, a.k.a. he no-shows. JYD, yeah. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> he's in jail. It's something. Because if it would have been like, I feel like they would have said, like, if it was, you know, DUI. an emergency or something like that, couldn't yeah, be yeah. here. Dude. But no, he just no-showed. Or he did, yeah, he just partied too hard and didn't wake up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or he just decided, you know what, fuck Nashville. I'm fuck not going Nashville. down there. I don't want to play going some down there. spiky banjo pay-per-view. Right. Yeah. All right, so after this, we get a, uh, a Ric Flair promo uh, where he, it's it's not a great Flair promo. Uh, it it's but, okay. But what got me is that several times, several times he keeps looking off camera. Yeah. And it's in a way where I know something. Something's happening. What's happening over right. there. Oh, that might explain why. We'll talk about it in a minute. There's a Michael PSA's promo we're going to play where it starts off with he, him looking off. Yeah, but that one's a little different. I think that was him trying to be in character. Okay, okay. Like, Flair was looking at something that was distracting okay. him greatly. And I think that's why the promo was kind of yeah. off. All right. Uh, here we go. We'll I listen to a little Russell bit of it. standing by with the nature boy, Rick Flair. Bilbert. Later, 
Later today, Ric Flair will be going, as many people say, for the final time for the World Heavyweight title. For a man who's won it five times, Rick, how does this extra pressure affect you? Well, what it tells me, Lance Russell, is today, woo, I've got the style and profile like never before. He said it. Steve <laughs> he said it. On All right, here we go. That's telling the whole what? world. Yeah. What? Oh, what are you doing over there? What is that, Rick? Rick what are you guys doing over there? On the face of this earth. But, pal, today. What? Right Focus, there, Rick. Focus. You got to beat Rick <laughs> one more time. Remember, Steamboat. And, pal, I'll I see your, pal. your boots if you can do it. Does he have cue cards that are just standing in the very wrong place? I don't know. <laughs> and I'm saying, woo, right Do wrestlers ever use cue cards or anything I for their promos? I'm, I'm sure some of them probably I'm do. Well, they, the some of them. Man, Rick. Some of them are so very obviously improv yeah. that you feel like they're all improv and yeah. some are just a lot better at it. Well, and the way they do things now, like back then, I think it was a lot more like you just go out there and talk and whatever, say, say whatever you want to say. say. Now shit. everything is scripted. Every promo, except for a few like top guys who they trust. Well, because there was too many was times scripted. where people got out there and they were like, oh, you should never speak in a yeah, microphone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like fucking uh, Sid Justice. Yeah, you, AKA should, Sid you should never improv. Yeah, no. <laughs> There's that famous clip of him giving a backstage promo with Jr. and he just fucks it up. and He's like, "I'm sorry, can I start over?" And Jr. is just like, "It's live, pal." Yeah, <laughs> this is you can. And he tries to jump back into it, but just terrible. Uh, yeah, 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 poor Sid. Yeah, but Flair, Flair's good enough on his own. I don't think he would have needed cue cards. No, I don't think so either. But whatever was going on over there was real distracting, apparently, because yeah. uh, he would not stop looking. That brings us into match number two. Hexaw Butch Reed versus Ranger Ross. I and met someone recently that knew Butch Reed, and really? I don't remember who it was or where I met them, <laughs> because that's how I roll. Did they say anything you remember about him? Uh, nope. All right. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. It's cool story. I'm yeah, glad I brought it up. Good for throwing that in. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this, and you know Michael Zampino, and you also know Butch Reed, <laughs> hit us up. We want to know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, I forgot all about everything that happened. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, match number two features Butch Reed. Butch Reed. Uh, at the beginning Ranger of this match, Ross. at the beginning of this match is when I realized that they actually have an entrance area. They've yeah. got a whole entrance stage. Now. Yeah, they're 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 seeing what WWF yeah. is doing right. The production values of this are like yeah, there's finally, fireworks. Yeah, there's they're finally like on par with WWE almost, except for the fucking lighting. Yeah, the lighting's terrible. Got to get more lights, guys. Yeah. They got to get um, better cameras. I love that. Okay, so Ranger Ross, yes, supposed to be an Army Ranger. Yeah, right. Army yes. Rangers are, uh, you know, they're on the level of say a Navy SEAL. Right. Right. Um, However, this army ranger is led to the ring by a bunch of guys from the Navy. Yeah. Because Same that's thing. a thing. Same thing. Uh, if I'm wrong about that, let me know, everybody. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Maybe. an army ranger would not have a uh, an escort of four naval, like, and they, you know, they're wearing, like, the... You know the entry level uh, swabbing the deck semen yeah. costumes. Well, they like... were also out when the Oak Ridge Boys were singing the national anthem. Yeah, same guys. So I guess maybe they're just like we've already got these. They guys. were like, "Oh, you're in the military." Yeah, let's just, same yeah. six of one. <laughs> uh, so that was very dumb. I thought. Yeah. Because I figured, like, if there were any military guys in in or around, they'd probably be like, "The fuck is this?" Yeah. And you can see they'd it on Ranger Ross's offended. face. You can see it on Ranger Ross's face when they're walking out. He's got this smirk, like, try and play it cool, but he's like, "What the fuck is happening?" Yeah. Why are these dudes here? <laughs> I don't need these motherfuckers. 
He's like, I'm Ranger Ross. I'm intimidating enough as it is because of an army ranger. Ranger is in my name. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you have to do crazy shit to be a ranger, right? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Um, oh, yeah. I don't like the way that JR says that Teddy Long is, quote, of course, yeah. unemployed. Yeah. Uh, hold on now, yeah. JR. Why, of course? <laughs> Something must have happened that we missed. I mean, still. But, yeah, it's not a good way to say Well, it's the same though when Great Muda comes out, they keep like referring to him as like the mystery man from the Orient. Yes. And it's like, come on. Yeah. It's almost the 90s. <laughs> almost. <laughs> not quite, though. Not quite. It's very obvious by the uh, audience that, yeah. that they're in an area that's a couple years behind, I think. Yeah, Nashville 89 was still pretty much the 60s. <laughs> um. Really wish I could see what was on Teddy Long's notepad. I know. So Teddy Long comes out for almost the entire show, and he's just walking around the ring, just taking notes. Taking notes. And they make like a he's big, recruiting. They make a big kerfuffle about he's how he scouting. doesn't work there anymore. Yeah. We, they don't know how he got in. But he got but a pass. Nobody bothers to that kick he, him out. That he keeps taking out of his pocket and <laughs> showing, showing to the audience. Yeah, yeah. As if the audience are going, hey, man, are you allowed to be here right now? <laughs> Can I see some credentials? <laughs> right. Well, how are, are you Are you here? with the press? Uh, so weird. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he it definitely looks like he's actually writing something. Which good on you for acting. Yeah. That you know, don't just fucking pretend to write something. But I really wish I could see whether it was like scribbles or whether it was like can't fucking believe I'm doing this. Like, <laughs> it's just his name over and over and over again. He's just in, yeah, and like yeah. here's it in cursive. Here's yeah, half yeah, cursive, yeah. half print. He's practicing his calligraphy. All lowercase, all yeah. uppercase. Teddy Long, Teddy Long, Teddy Long, Teddy Long. Just Theodore Long. <laughs> Ted Long. All of his names with different initials. Teddy A. Long. Teddy the- B. Long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What do you think his middle name is? We can find out. Te- Theodore Bartholomew Long. <laughs> Teddy B. Long. Te- it's not any dumber than Paul E. Dangerously. That's true. I think it, I think that one's Emmett. I always assume when it's E that it's Emmett. Emmett. Yeah. What, not Edward? Nope. Emmett. Yep. Theodore Robert Rufus Long. Whoa. Theodore Robert Robert Rufus, Rufus Long. Long. Huh. Awesome. The name Rufus has fallen out of disuse, and it makes me sad. Disuse? Yep. Did you hear that? Uh-huh. Disuse? Yeah. Jesus Christ, I shouldn't be doing a fucking it's tough. podcast. <laughs> so there's a point in this match where uh, Ranger Ross uh, punches Butchery in the stomach, and JR says... Uh, he hit him with that martial arts blow, and I'm like, eh, okay. So the difference between a martial arts blow and a punch is that he went hiya, yeah, hiya, and kind of dropped to a knee a little bit, yeah, yeah. thus making it a martial arts <laughs> blow, yeah. not a punch in the gut. And if that's the case, then every time my brother punched me in the balls when we were kids, he's a martial artist. Yeah, he's a full on martial <laughs> artist, fucking yeah. black belt. He's a black he's belt. He's a black belt and ball punching. <laughs> uh, this match wasn't terrible. But there no, was but a the really end was long. The end was dumb, but there was a really well, long. Well, the end period was just the sloppy. The, the very sloppy. Yeah, yeah. But what got me was a really long period in the middle where Butch Reed had Ranger Ross in a chin lock. Oh yeah, and he kept just putting one foot on the bottom rope, so only lifting his knee off the mat by maybe a couple of inches. But they were selling it like it's putting so much pressure oh, yeah, on yeah, the yeah. chin, and he for fucking five minutes. So long. So long. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Butch Reed wins with a very sloppy shoulder a from top the top rope, rope shoulder block yeah. that uh, looked dangerous. Uh, the shoulder blocks can 
fuck you up. Yeah, like you, you got to yeah. do it right. Yeah, if you if you miss even There's just a little bit, not a lot bit, of room yeah. for error. Yeah, you're you gonna gotta hurt hit. somebody. Yeah, or yourself, or both. Uh, then we get a uh, so yeah, Butch Reed wins that one. Uh, like you said, should have been a better match probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, had had good parts in it. Yeah, but ended sloppy. I think what I think another is, pretty short one too. Well, and what I think is so great, Muda and uh, Doug Bilbert was only three <laughs> minutes. Ranger Ross and Butch Reed was almost seven minutes. So I think uh, Great Muda and JYD were supposed to go longer, but they had to cut it because Eddie added Bilbert. So Butch they added, exactly, and exactly. Maybe they were going to be a dark match. Maybe, and they got thrown yeah. into the actual just card. to fill out the time. Boys, you're gonna you're making the card. You're on TV. <laughs> ah, shit! You're gonna be the only two black guys. <laughs> oh, that's true. In the entire pay per view. Uh, well, Teddy Long. Oh yeah, he he's yeah. he's in it throughout. Yeah. Old, old Teddy Rufus Long. <laughs> then we get a really bad Luger oh, promo. So bad. Luger was never good at promos, anyways. No, man. But this one, he was one of those guys that they should have scripted it. Yeah, they should have. Like, or they should. He should have had a, a few manager. Times, he should have had a Polly dangerously to someone speak for him. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, I forget how how much of a blessing that can be for a wrestler that's right? bad at speaking. Right. To have someone like yeah. that or or Cornette or yeah. you know yeah. Fucking, you uh, need someone to because you can just stand Bobby there and Heenan. look intimidating, but you need. It's even like with Slick and Akeem and Big Boss Man. Like Slick <laughs> sells them fine; they don't need to talk. <laughs> Sl- Slick's everything that comes out of his mouth is bananas. Yeah, but that's it's better than it's Akeem true. pretending to be a black guy. Bananas. It's far less offensive. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I gotta tell you, man. Ever since we did the episode where we listened to. Akeem's entrance music, that uh, slick song, at least once a week. I have to listen to it now. It's it gets good. stuck in my head. <laughs> it's oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Uh then we get a match number three. Match number three. A bull rope match. Bob Orton, technically junior, even I, though now there's another Bob Orton Jr. So this wasn't anyway. Cowboy Bob Orton. No. Well, there's Cowboy Bob Orton, Bob Orton Jr., and then Bob Orton's son Randy. Right. Yeah. So Okay, so uh versus Captain Redneck. Captain. He's a captain now. He, he rose through the ranks of the Rednecks. Captain Redneck. Dirty he started Dick out Murdoch. as uh, he started out as Private Redneck and Corporal Redneck. <laughs> he's really trying to reach Admiral Sergeant Redneck. Redneck. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's gonna be General Redneck one day. He's upset that he didn't have those Navy guys coming out with him. Captain Redneck. Captain Redneck. And why is he the face? I, that's yeah. I wrote that. Why he's the is a guy named face. Ca- Only in Nashville would a guy named Captain Redneck Dick be the face Murdoch. of this match. Captain yeah. Redneck, Dirty Dick Murdoch. Coming out in a like a Jeans bright teal shirt of the of the pay-per-view yes. that he's on. Yes. It's a WrestleWar 89 yeah. t-shirt yeah. And he's with the, the sleeves cut one, off, of course. He's the only one that has it in that color. Everyone in the audience just have plain white. white. Yeah. But he had that one specially made. He's like, made. can you special order me one in teal? <laughs> I really like teal. It's my captain's colors. <laughs> oh, my God. Captain fucking Redneck. Uh, I love it, like, throughout the match. So it's a bull rope match, bull rope right? Match. So it's two guys, they're strapped by the wrist yes. with a bull rope with a fucking cowbell in yeah. the middle for God knows what reason. Yeah. Other than to use it as a weapon. Exactly. Uh, so they're using that, you know, they're using the rope in itself and the cowbell yeah. as a weapon yeah. throughout the match. Yeah. Yet at some point, Dick Murdoch has to take off his fucking boot and, and use, use it. that as a weapon. Pops the boot off. The and heel boot. of his boot is going to be far more devastating. The leather heel of his boot cowbell. Exactly, is more devastating than a cowbell or that 
rope that they're using to choke each other out with. Uh, yeah. It's fucking stupid. It's just so dumb. And for some reason, and I, I, I really haven't put my finger on why, but for some reason, Gary Hart really creeps me out. He does. He's he very scary to me. He doesn't do anything. He just stands there it's ominously. It's his look. It's his yeah. look. His I don't know. Something like about it. Trying, he makes me very uneasy. It's like he's trying to be Paul Ellering, but he's not cool enough to be Paul Ellering. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. don't know. I, his face, the feeling I get when I look at him is as if I had some repressed memories about being molested <laughs> by someone that looked exactly like him, <laughs> and I don't know it. God damn it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so those memories yeah. aren't quite coming to the surface, but that feeling I had is... <laughs> That's the feeling that Gary Hart gives me. And Where is I Gary don't... Hart from? If he's from anywhere near Oklahoma, you might be concerned. <laughs> Chicago. Okay. He's from Chicago. Oh, my dad was from Chicago. Oh, shit. Maybe he molested my oh, dad. No. And those memories got passed down to me. <laughs> Isn't that the plot of the Assassin's Creed Are memories Creed games? hereditary? That's the plot of the Assassin's Creed game. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You play the character you play plays through his ancestors' memories. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It's a really sad Gary game. Hart, why'd you molest my dad? <laughs> How great would that oh be as a non sequitur to yell at someone on the street? Like, <laughs> I see Hart Gary Hart. I'm like, Gary Hart, why'd you molest my dad? He's I like, I think he's dead. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he's dead. He's got to be dead. Oh, yeah, 2008. 2008. Yeah. 10 years dead. Good. That's what you get from molesting <laughs> my dad. You heard it here first. You, Gary, Gary you Hart. You hurt my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. We, we this is awful. This uh, is awful. Guys, awful. this did not happen. Gary Hart, I'm sure, was a fine man. He was probably a real sweetheart. He probably He's was. just real scary looking. <laughs> I kind of hope he was an asshole because it would explain my fear <laughs> right. or at least justify my fear. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, no. Uh, this, <laughs> I actually wrote after that, I wrote, this is hella stupid. Yeah. <laughs> this match was so Ugh. dumb. So it ends. But with, then. It ends with. Then it gets not stupid. Yeah. Captain Redneck ties up Bob. He fucked like a calf rope, like wraps him up. Right. Like he's like roping a calf. Wins the match. Wins the match. But then. Gary Hart gets in, attacks Dick Murdoch. Bob Orton gets up. They beat the shit out of Dick Murdoch. And then hang him over the apron. Bob Orton. By his neck. Curls the, the rope around his neck, yeah. throws him over the top rope. And is just suspending him. And is attempting him, to kill him. Suspending him by his neck, by this bull rope, like literally trying to murder him. Yeah, and my favorite thing, though, is as he's trying to murder Captain Redneck, the referee is just giving him the count. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. the match is over. I'm going to count to three. If you don't stop trying to murder that guy, I'm going to disqualify <laughs> What are you counting this, for? How can you disqualify somebody in a Call bull rope the match? police. He's trying to kill this <laughs> right. man. <laughs> so that's our first tally mark on attempted murder yeah. for this Attempted podcast. murder number one. <laughs> for this show. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hello there, everybody. I am here to tell you that today's show is brought to you by Thompson Cigar Company. Whether you're new to the hobby of cigars or a longtime aficionado, Thompson Cigar Company has a solution to all your smoke needs. Since the day they were founded in 1915, making them the oldest mail-order cigar company in the country, which is pretty freaking awesome, they've always been devoted to delivering a massive selection of products covering all price ranges and tastes at a fraction of what a comparable brand would cost. To ensure that your cigars are always fresh and full of flavor, Thompson Cigar Company operates out of the largest inventory humidor in the United States. They also have 200 trained professionals on hand and ready to provide personalized customer service and can answer any question you could ever have about cigars. 
Plus, there's a bonus. Because you listen to our podcast here at Channel 4 and a Half, we have an exclusive offer that will save you money. Click a link in the description of our show and receive one of three offers. Purchase any cigar in their special cigar collection and your entire order ships free. Or receive free shipping on any orders $99 and above. Or, third or, save up to 73% when you purchase a five-pack Fever Cigars. Shop Thompson Cigar and save money and support our shows. Then we get oh here we go. Then we get um, Michael P.S. Hayes promo. Yeah. Michael Pure Sausage Hayes. Okay. <laughs> God damn it, that gets me every time. Pure it's like Magnum sausage. teacher's assistant. I yeah. Can't not, yeah, I know. Every time I'm gonna laugh, and you know what? It just keeps getting it's better. Hilarious. Keeps getting better. Um. So, okay. So, take note when this starts playing of how long it is between. The uh, announcer saying Michael Hayes' name and then Michael Hayes laughing like a maniac. Yeah. Okay. Standing by with Michael P.S. Hayes. Michael P.S. Hayes has said he can do it on his own. Found- he doesn't he, even get Hayes all he the way out. heard his name and just starts laughing like a maniac. I guarantee, like, look, he's looking just overhead. He's watching a He's movie looking or way something. further than he's, Flair was. Yeah, like, somebody... whatever happened, what happened with Flair was just behind the camera, <laughs> yeah. but off camera. Yeah. But over here, yeah, it looks like maybe there's like a movie, like there's a Tom and Jerry cartoon being, <laughs> right. being projected onto the wall, and he's just like, ah, <laughs> Tom and Jerry, you're so funny. <laughs> Does that mean? Without brass knucks and everything else, Michael. Let me tell you exactly what it means. Lex Luger. Now it's not funny. No. Two times. <laughs> I just want to hear this one part. Yep. Heavyweight champion and has the audacity to say that Michael P.S. Hayes ain't got what it takes to take what he's got. Let me tell you something. He looks like the dude at the end of Die Hard that you thought was dead but then pops back up again. Yeah. That's what he looks like him. Who uh, also looks or looks exactly like the guy from the Money Pit? Oh my God, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> might be the same guy. It's Maybe. Too late now. In just a matter of moments, Jack, you're gonna find out what I've got and just exactly what I'm gonna take from you because I'm gonna squash all the skepticism and all the media. Squash all the skepticism. Skepticism. That's not that. That's no, no skepticism. That's a word. But That's skepticism. the actual word. No, skepticism. Skepticism is not a word. Nope. And you could see it in his face. Right there where <laughs> right? you paused it. Right it's where I paused perfect. it. He's like, oh, I he goes, that up. oh, that's not a real word. <laughs> I missed half of that. I can't squash skepticism. I missed skepticism. another syllable there. <laughs> squash the skepticism. Yep. Well, well, we'll see. Yeah. All right. You do you, bro. <laughs> Here we go. We got number four. Match number four. The dynamic dudes, Johnny Ace and Shane Douglas. Coming out decked in Ocean Pacific in OP. They have skateboards that they never ride. I wrote down, the way they hold those skateboards shows me that they could not stand on those skateboards without eating shit. But this is 1989, and I looked it up when this came out. Uh, Gleaming the Cube had come out in January of 1989. Uh... That was the movie with Christian Slater yep. that had yep. most of the Bones Brigade in it, which were the really famous skaters in yep. the 80s. Um, Roddy Mullen, Andy McDonald uh, was in there. Uh, Tony Hawk's in the movie. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, all those dudes are in the movie, and so skateboarding is huge, this is the right? Start of the so this is them race. trying to cash in, and they're yeah. like, "Here, just carry these down yeah. to the ring, yeah. and we'll just say that you." But skateboard. they're not even like cool-looking skateboards. No, they're bright pink with like a sparkly track. Yeah, I mean, well, it's that that was the skateboard style well, okay, at the time. Okay. That's I'm like not, what I don't it was. Know skateboard culture in in that time in 1989, those skateboards that they had were pretty cool. Okay, all right, yeah. fair enough. Uh, however, the way they carried them, not. No. Uh, they're taking on the Dynamic Dudes. They're taking on the Samoan SWAT team. Uh, I looked it up. Samoa, American Samoa, yeah. doesn't have a SWAT they team. They don't? No. Well, yeah, because they're here in Tennessee wrestling. Apparently, they were trying to arm their police force as recently as 2014, oh which God. was the most recent article I could oh, find. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, nothing bad happens in American Samoa. It's a wonderful place. Apparently not. And that yeah. was my immediate thought whenever they introduced him as the Samoan SWAT team. As I go, does Samoa even need a SWAT yeah. team? Well, I don't know why they changed it. Well, I think and I also, know why they changed their name. Because originally they were known as the Head Shrinkers. Well, they were the Islanders. The Islanders. Later. The shr- yeah. What was it? The Head well, Shrinkers the, the Islanders is a different. The Islanders is a different group. Oh, that's Barbarian and Haku, isn't yeah. it? That's yeah. Right. So Samoan SWAT team, a.k.a. the Head Shrinkers, that's Fatu. And Samu. Fatu right. will go on to be known as Rikishi. Uh-huh. And, well, Samu, and he was also in uh, Body Slam he, yes, with he was. Roddy Piper. Yeah. Uh, Samu will go on to be known as Samu. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> he will uh, go on to be that guy. Yeah. But Rikishi, Fatu becomes Rikishi. And he's the he just kept getting while. fatter until they were like, we're going to make you like a sumo wrestler. Yeah. Looking well, that's also because his brother was Yokozuna. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now it all makes sense. Yeah. Um, but so my other thing though, they're the Samoan SWAT team, right? But they're just wearing like uh, regular like, Samoan garb, right? They're not dressed the in like tactical tights, gear. No. <laughs> they're not dressed as police no. officers. They've got they've got the three quarter tights that like in just below the, the knee. capri tights, the capri tights, and they've got like spray painted like palm tree, yeah, nice airbrush palm tree, and that's right. it. But they're a SWAT team. I guess. They're a SWAT team. My favorite part about this is the beginning of the match, like everything starts and Polly dangerously. Puts his cell phone to each of their ears. Nope, back it up. Okay. He puts the handset to a cordless telephone. That's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> because You're that right. is 100% not a cell phone. That is the, the cordless telephone he found backstage. He puts... He, he yes, walks I wrote this down too, I'm so glad. Puts it to each of their ears, and then they smile and nod. And start backing up. He's it, it, That's his way of getting them to back up. Like he's calming the beast by putting the what phone to their ear. Who's on, on the, the phone? phone? Who's on the phone? I also, choose to believe it was their mother's. Uh-huh. And they were wishing them well in their match. Well, apparently she stays on the line through the whole match. <laughs> the whole thing. Because Paul E. is just occasionally putting his foot up on the ring <laughs> and talking on the phone. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, nope, just carrying it. Uh, <laughs> didn't say goodbye. Hang it nope, up. Nope, nope, nope. Apparently whoever was there was on the line the whole time. <laughs> just like, just stay on the line. Occasionally I'm going to need to have you calm these boys down. You know, it's really, it's just that old. It used to be before cell phones when regular phones were a thing. You'd pick it up. And if you didn't do anything... You'd hear the dial tone for a while, and then it would go beep, 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 beep yeah, and then start doing that. Beep, 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 so that's all it was. That's, that's what you was. would hear, that's, yeah. So he would put that to their ears, and maybe that made them angry. It, no, it seemed to somehow that's calm true. them it down. It had them. the they opposite effect. Not, yeah. They were like, ooh, I like this song. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rhythm I can get behind. It was very strange. Very strange. Uh, there's, a, there's a point in the match where... Uh, Fatu has one of the guys down in a in a rest hold where he's like choking him or whatever, mm-hmm. and he does the um, the seemingly illegal choke hold, and yeah. the ref <laughs> ref reprimands him, and then uh, Fatu proceeds to yell at him in the gibberish language that they've made up. But well, he's... no, he speaks Samoan. 
Okay, but this is not Samoan. Are you sure? I, I couldn't tell. I'm pr- I don't want to seem racist, but I'm <laughs> pretty sure that what it, what it sounds like to me was he, and this is what makes me think it's not Samoan, because he starts the sentence with you as if the referee is saying, hey, don't do that. Right. And then he goes, no, you don't do that. But he goes, you. May, okay, maybe I don't know. I don't speak. Simone. And the other reason why I think it's gibberish is because Fatu almost breaks character, <laughs> almost Jimmy Fallon's it and starts fucking <laughs> laughing as he's yelling at the referee in this made up language oh that I'm pretty God. sure is not spoken. All, right. All right, God uh, damn it! I loved it. Uh, oh, then in the middle of this fucking yes. match, yes. there's a part where Polly dangerously just grabs the microphone. And says to one of the two dudes, the dynamic dudes yeah. that's on the match, he says, you are as useless as a woman from Nashville, Tennessee. <sighs> I know that the heels are always trying to, like, egg on the audience or whatever. But that's... This didn't need to happen no, at all. That's just mean. Well, first of all, this is, like, the first time I ever remember somebody grabbing the microphone yeah. in the middle of the match yeah. and yelling something yeah. out. Uh, apparently Paul E is just walking around the ring looking at all the women and goes, <laughs> going, I fucking hate all these women. All these people. All I these hate women. women, number one, but right. women in Nashville are just even <laughs> the worst. worst. Yeah, so Paul E dangerously, not a fan of women, apparently. No. <laughs> or at least his character. Maybe yeah. Paul Heyman I think from, is a from feminist. From everything I know, Paul Heyman is a really good guy. He was very nice when I met him in IHOP. There you go, yeah. But yeah. Paul E dangerously. As was Paul shit. White. <laughs> yes. A.K.A. Hey, the Big, big show. show. Uh, yeah, so the... That happens. Uh, I wrote down Polly pretending to use the phone is just out of this fucking yeah. world. All of that aside, all of Polly's misogyny and him pretending to use the phone, this was actually a pretty decent match. Yeah, Smoke and SWAT team, those yeah. dudes are pretty rad. Yeah. They're, they're good really at good. it. Uh, the, the dynamic, dynamic dudes. <laughs> their mullets were a little much. The only thing the dynamic dudes a little much. ever like will be remembered throughout history is that Johnny Ace invented a very popular move. Which he called the Ace Crusher, mm-hmm. which then Diamond Dallas Page called the Diamond Cutter, oh, and now Randy stone. Orton calls the RKO. It's the basis for the Stunner. It's a basis for yeah. a lot of moves, but that was invented by Johnny Ace. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah. Good job, Johnny Ace. Yeah. You were the one dynamic dude that was in any way, shape, or form. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, the dudes win. I wrote dudes win. Don't care. Uh. Then there's a talk with the three judges who will apparently be. Judging the Ric Flair Ricky Steamboat match, I, I don't, I don't, don't understand. Don't know why. I don't understand. Also, before this match, before the Dynamic Dudes match, they uh, say after this match we will see a special video. Yeah, and then a live performance by the Oak Ridge Boys. Nothing. No, it we cuts straight to this that. shitty interview. We didn't get any that of is that. incredibly painful. Now I want to know if maybe. That was originally broadcast, but then due to copyright reasons, they had to cut it out or what? I have no idea. But we had to be. Yeah, had we to didn't be. get to see any of it. Um, and I'm going to give him credit because that was a good cut. It was because a good seamless it, cut. Yeah. yeah didn't yeah. notice at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so the, I wrote, we don't get to watch the Oak Ridge Boys? <laughs> yeah, I was a little upset. So, yeah, we get introduced to the three judges. Luthez, Pat O'Connor. And Terry Funk. And Terry Funk. For some so Luthez and Pat O'Connor are both incredibly like legendary wrestlers. Right. Yeah. Like Luthez was one of the first like big name wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Pat O'Connor, they mentioned he's the only New Zealander 
who he obviously lost his accent. Yeah, he didn't sound New Zealand at all. No, when they said that, I was he very sounded, surprised. He sounded. He, he definitely had uh, some kind of accent. Oh, okay, but I couldn't put my finger on. Then they said I didn't New even Zealand. notice it. I could tell a little bit. And that's then, just because I don't see accents. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Everyone's English, man. That's right. Um, We're all just English people. Yeah, so they... Oh, Terry God. Funk, for some reason. Ter- when I saw him immediately, I was like, oh, he's here for something. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not just going to be a judge. No. So they never explain it good here, but then they explain it kind of well after the actual Flair Steamboat match that the judges are there because it has a one-hour time limit. Mm-hmm. So the judges are there. If it goes to that time limit... They set that up a lot. Yeah, if they go to that time limit, then the judges will decide who and wins. And they keep talking about the scorecards, right. and they keep getting updates on the right. scorecards. So they're setting it up as if this is 100% going to go the distance. Long. Yeah. Uh, it does not. Spoiler no. alert. No. Uh, we'll get there momentarily. It goes, it goes a good a chunk of time, though. Oh, yeah. It's a full half hour, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's also half of what they're setting <laughs> right. up. Anyway, uh, so we get to our first title match. We'll do this one, and then we'll take a, a yep. commercial break. Um, the U.S. title held by Lex Luger, uh, defending against Michael Piece of Shit Hayes, <laughs> Pure Sausage Hayes. Yeah. Um, I wrote down, why does Luger need a security escort? Why does Luger? He's the biggest guy. Yeah, yeah. You'd think of all the people that can handle themselves. Yeah. The yeah. biggest dude in there would he, would not need a security yeah. escort. Uh, uh so that immediately made me like, well, this pussy. <laughs> Look at this fucking homo. So I want to play Michael Hayes' entrance music. This is from the Fabulous Freebirds. It's called Bad Street. USA. Good luck getting this out of your head. Yeah. It starts off slow, but when it kicks in. Ooh, boy. baby. Here we go. Uh. Uh. Give me some more snare in my headphone. <laughs> Why that voice? Why that weird, creepy? Whenever it first started, voice. I was like, I was like, okay, this started out. That's a cool riff. I like yeah, that. And then his yeah. voice comes in. I was like, why is he being all scary? What's with the weird? Why is he trying to make it yeah, a scary thing? Like that's something you would hear on like fucking Nightmare on Elm Street Part Six. Or like he's trying to do an Alice Cooper thing yeah. or something, and it doesn't fit. Like the music's Thin Lizzy, but his voice <laughs> is, is Alice Cooper. Oh yeah, that ah! co- that hook, that hook is oh bad street Atlanta GA. Yeah, so good, <laughs> so bad, so good, so bad it's good, so bad it's good, so bad it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I want to watch it all day. I mean, listen to it. Just the chorus though. Yeah, I just want yeah, it to rest, repeat. The rest of the weird throaty song I yeah. can do without. So he comes out in his weird sparkly robe, right, and then he takes it off. And he's dressed like an X-Men from the era, yes, yes, which if you know the, the X-Men of the late 80s and the 90, early 90s, yeah. they wore blue and yellow. Everything was blue and yellow. 
yeah, you got the My blue and X-Men yellow. My tattoo X-Men logo, logo is the classic blue and yellow. And he's got blue tights, yellow boots, and, and then, then gauntlets, gauntlets that are blue with, with yellow, yellow uh, what are they called? shit coming off, yellow strings. <laughs> Tassels. Tassels, yes. Like they. Yeah. So I wrote, why is he dressed like an X-Men? <laughs> yeah, I wrote down the same thing. Uh, there's a part in the match where Luger tries to no-sell a DDT. You know the thing where they try and get him in a DDT and then they push away and, yeah. they, and the guy flies away? Yeah. Well, he does that, except he does it so hard that he also falls <laughs> on his ass <laughs> and then tries to get up and look hardcore, but it did not work because he just looked like an idiot. Because Luger is not good. He's he's clumsy. He's I think that's clumsy. a thing that I've noticed. Like We always talk about how he's stiff, but I think he's also a fucking klutz. He is, yeah. He seems to like fall over himself and he's, shit. Unless he's just like picking dudes up, he's very. He's got two left feet. Yeah. This is also the point where I noticed there's a girl in the audience that looks exactly like Mary Stuart Masterson. Oh shit! Did you notice that? No. She had a black hat on, and they showed her multiple times, and she looked so much like MSM, as I call her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so much like her that I thought they were gonna mention like, "Here's our celebrity guest, right. Mary Stuart Masterson," like they did with Jason Hervey. Yeah. Right. But um, it did not seem like that was the case, or if it was her, they did not mention her. They're like, we're going to show you, but we're not going to talk about her. Oh, yeah, I can see it now. Yeah. Now, yeah. yeah. But, I um, remember seeing somebody that looked like her. Uh, Mary Stuart Masterson, by the way, no relation to the crazy Scientologist Masterson. Danny Masterson. Danny and Chris. Yeah. So that was interesting. Huh. During yeah, this, I remember them cutting to, and there was some another that girl. Dude. Yeah, she had yeah. Uh, the black hat, like yeah, a white yeah. thing with a midriff showing. Yeah. Very, very cute. She looked. Ex- I thought it was her. Yeah, I really did. I really. It thought might have it was been, her. and they just didn't want to. I don't know. Seems so weird to not mention us because to in her, 1989 though. that she was huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Some kind of wonderful. <laughs> like that. Had, I yeah. think that was recent, like late 80s. I'm pretty sure. But uh, you know that movie was huge. Anyway. John Hughes's answer to uh, Ducky not being chosen in in the other movie, <laughs> yeah, he felt like he was his. Uh, he felt like he'd done wrong. Yeah, this was his his chance for the for, that. for the yeah for the guy to end up with the right girl and give all the fucking neck beards. Eighty seven. So yeah, yeah, she was huge. So if that really was her, they would have mentioned it. You think? Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I digest. <Weird. laughs> I mean, <laughs> gonna put it into all Mary Mary Stewart Masterson contacts if that was you we got to put it into all the skepticism that's right uh i wrote during this i want this to be over yeah not a good match and then once ps hayes got sweaty i felt like it showed his bangs were a different part or like yeah. they were different from the rest of his hair yeah. almost as if his bangs were extensions so like when he because came the rest out, of his hair got all like wet and matted down yeah. and then his bangs were just like going crazy when he came out he just had it all kind of combed back so it just looked like yeah. one normal and then they escaped <laughs> they broke free and they were like i'm going crazy <laughs> whereas lex luger his haircut made him look like he has a weird cone head yeah that's very it was strange. too high on top very strange too high on top yeah, so yeah not a good match this I match sucks feel bad for pure sausage because like you can see him really try to yeah. make it good but lex luger is just not that good is hayes good I, I, I've seen he can be okay. He can fair be. enough. Yeah. So Barry Gordy comes down and interferes in this match. <laughs> uh, music producer Barry <laughs> Gordy. Uh, that's legitimately what I almost I thought I heard. Really? Uh, I had Barry looked away Gordy. for a second, and they said Terry Gordy, and I heard Barry, Barry Gordy, Gordy, and I go, "Wait, huh?" And then I looked <laughs> up, and I was like, "Oh, that's not him." I wonder if they uh, changed his name. Like Dougie Bilbert to Barry Gordy. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, so he interferes and Hayes yeah. wins the belt. Pushes him. Hayes hits him. 
Yeah. With a DDT. Stupid, dumb, dumb match. Very dumb. And now we will take a quick commercial break, hear a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Two Planet Productions is a team comprised of some of the most talented wedding photographers, videographers, and production designers with over 20 years of combined experience in the industry. Besides working with some of the most beautiful brides in the world, they have also produced content for commercial businesses and nonprofit organizations such as the Tulsa Mayor's Office, the Arts and Humanities Council of Tulsa, Tulsa Lifestyle Magazine, Rocklahoma, and musical acts such as the Deftones. Members of their staff and of the Two Planet team have won multiple Couples Choice Awards and Best of the Best Awards from The Knot, Wedding Wire, and were part of the team that was voted People's Choice for Best Photographers from Tulsa People Magazine 2013. Two Planet Productions remains the most affordable group of fun professional artists to entrust your life's most precious moments to. www.twoplanetproductions.com. Find them on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, or call 918-280-8528. And... We have an exclusive deal that you can only get if you listen to the Channel 4.5 Network. If you tell them that we sent you, you will receive a free single-session shoot with the purchase of any wedding package. That's a $500 value for free. That free session could be an engagement, bridals, first anniversary photos, or anything else that you want to be saved and captured forever. All right. We're back. We are back. Still talking about WrestleFest. Wrestle, Wrestle War. WrestleFest. Wrestle That's what Wrestle it should have been called. WrestleFest. That, that flows off, that the, flows tongue off the tongue better. Yeah, not Wrestle War. I like WrestleFest. Yeah, WrestleFest. I feel like there's already a WrestleFest somewhere. There should be. Yeah. If there's not, there should be. Yeah. So here we go, match number six, the television title. Well, before this, we get a Sting promo. Oh, we sure do. Yeah. In which he is off the rails. Oh, yeah. Like, Very his eyeballs are... Toddler energy going crazy. Somebody gave him a pixie stick. No, that's cocaine energy, my friend. <laughs> like, there was a little bit fair, more than... Fair. His eyeballs told me cocaine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his bright colors say pixie stick. Right, right. But his eyeballs say cocaine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he's same. going out of control. That's for the World Television Championship. Which Rick Steiner still thinks means you get free TV. <laughs> yes. Sting versus the Iron Sheik. I was surprised to see Iron Sheik. Yeah, me too. I never thought he was a southern guy. I always thought he only only did the yeah the, the northern territories. Yeah, yeah. You know, never ceases to amaze me <laughs> that Iron Sheik. That Iron Sheik. He is full of a, surprises. Keep you on your toes. <laughs> so yeah, I wrote Sting's promos out of control. Uh, the match starts with a bunch of shenanigans and uh, in which the Iron Sheik uh, starts choking out Sting with yeah. a piece of his wardrobe. And then Sting takes well, a piece. Well, he hits him with his flag first. Oh, that's right. He hits him with his flag And then he starts times. choking him yeah. with his with his headpiece. Yeah. But then Sting takes off his, what you thought was a belt. Right. It's a towel. Yeah. yeah. It's a towel yeah. that's just been rolled up. <laughs> uh, and then starts choking him with it. So first Sting was getting choked. Then Sting's choking Iron Sheik. And JR says, uh-huh. are you ready for this? Oh, I'm super ready. JR says, what's good for the Sheik is good for the gander. <laughs> I love it. And then I'm pretty sure he so follows much. it up with, or something. Oh, I love it so much. No, he should have followed it up with a high five from everybody in the front row. <laughs> that's fucking brilliant. Yeah, he turns around and goes, am I right? Am I right? Bob Cottle, up top. Up top. <laughs> oh, what's good Jesus. for the chic is good for the gander. Which, that, okay, so what's good for the geese? Uh, he's trying to rhyme, I think, chic right. and geese. What's good for geese is good for the gander. But that, that saying doesn't even apply to this no, situation. No, not at all. That means like doing something that's going to help out everybody else. What's good for one person is, is good, good for, for another. But that's not 
that of doesn't retaliation. mean what's, what's good enough for yeah, someone is yeah, yeah, good yeah. enough for you. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That's real dumb. Uh, what's and good for the sheik is good. For, I love it. I love it so much. I guess Sting's the gander in this yeah. situation. Jesus, well, take a gander at him. Oh, I like that. Uh, I like what you did there. <laughs> Uh, short-ass match. Very, Very short. short. Two minutes. I think uh, this may have been at the point where Sheik's like, I don't have I don't much left shit. in the yeah. tank. Yeah. <laughs> With his weird pointy boots. His, I thought you were going to say pointy boobs. <laughs> He's kind of got he those, too. Uh, also, the fuck is up with Sting's hair? He's just got another like weird triangle in the little, back. Yeah, a little patch of black. A little patch of black in the back. It's like an upside down. It's like a pyramid. Patch in black! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what his deal is. He's like, just give me a little bit of black somewhere. And then the, the, I think it's like last time. He went to the barber to, and was like, dealer's choice. Just I think it's like, like last time we decided he tried to dye his own hair and just couldn't reach. Yeah, and that, that was the spot. spot that he couldn't reach. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is the same thing. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and maybe he could just reach a little bit further. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I've been stretching. <laughs> Working on my Stinger sizes. That's right. Oh, so Sting God. wins by Scorpion Deathlock, yep. retains the TV title, still gets his free TV. Yep. We move on to match number seven, 1989's match, match of, of the year, year which is not the main event. Not the uh, So first off, I wholeheartedly agree with this being match of the year. Yeah. This is a fantastic fucking Really match. good. Yeah. Like, Steamboat can go great with anybody. Like, you know, we've talked to him in Savage at WrestleMania 3, like one mm-hmm. of the all-time best. But this match, holy fucking shit. It is a barn burner from start to finish. Yeah. And they go, one hour time limit, they go 30, almost 32 minutes. Right. And it is every minute of it. There's no rest hold. Spoiler alert. Downtime. The judges? Nothing. Did no, not need to be no, there. Not at all. An excuse for Terry Funk to be there. Yes. You'll find out. Yeah, anyway, yeah. so we start out. Um, Steamboat heard through the grapevine. Oh, yeah. So in the in the promo, yeah. Steamboat says, I'm in the best shape of my life, and I heard through the grapevine that Flair, quote, trained for hours to be in the best shape of his life. <laughs> so that's all I just couple hours just hours man just he was like, he was right on the precipice like one solid but it was most of that day mo- yeah yeah it yeah. was most of that day he so. got like a good five hour session Whew, man yeah and he's in the best shape of his life <laughs> it was just a very funny misspeak uh um, the beginning of the match flair flair does his regular promo with the the salsa this or whatever the song is and then rick steamboat comes out well first off rick is escorted by 44 women like yeah. the four that he yeah, walks yeah, to the yeah, ring yeah, with yeah, yeah. and then 40 lining the aisles yeah uh and i wrote down flair banged every, every single, single one, one of those every single one consensually consensually that was his workout yeah that was that's that how was he got the, into the best yeah. shape of his that life was yeah was by banging all 40 of those women yeah. they Short all looked like women. they had they banged do. him they do they are definitely his type. So, yeah. So, that's Flair's like entrance, daughter. and you're thinking, well, that was pretty yeah. extravagant and what weird. What could we get? How could we possibly top that? Well. Baby on a horse. Baby on a pony. On a bedazzled pony. Baby Elvis. Baby Elvis. Half Asian. Half Asian talk. baby Elvis on a horse. <laughs> little Richie Steamboat. With a, ba- with with a toy Elvis, guitar. With a toy guitar on Four. a bedazzled pony. All white, but the hair, the mane is bedazzled with red yeah. Like glitter. Oh yeah. And they come out, it's Ricky, Richie on the horse, and his wife. And I immediately Ricky's wife, not Richie's wife. Every time I see Ricky and his wife, I just think like, did he marry a white woman just to be more like Bruce Lee? <laughs> he really does want to be like Bruce He's Lee. He's like, I need me a hot blonde like Bruce <laughs> Lee had. I didn't notice the guitar until they get in the ring and he no, picks, me neither. Picks because him up. the horse was kinda high. Right. In it. 
But man, I so desperately wanted him to grab that little toy guitar at one point. Just pretend shred. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say pretend shred. No, no, I wanted like at the precipice of the match, like pick up that little tiny baby guitar and just hit Rick with it. And just whack Rick yeah. right over the dome. Fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, but why is, baby on a horse dressed uh, as Elvis. Why is Steamboat's kid dressed like the Honky Tonk Man? Yeah, no, he's dressed like Elvis, which <laughs> yeah. is what the Honky Tonk Man is biting. Yeah. Um, I love the slap fights. Yeah, so this this starts off about like the first ten minutes is just them Flair chopping and Steamboat each other. chop each other a lot, but there is a point in this one where they exchange oh, yeah. open hand slaps yeah. to the face yeah. that are just full force. Yeah. That, full no, force. No punches were pulled in this match. Like, you can tell they are both going. Yeah, 100%. you know that this is a slap that if he if he hits him in the wrong spot on his jaw, oh, he can, he's going to knock him out. Yeah, yeah, because like you know, like if you hit the jaw in the right place, uh, that person's going to sleep. Doesn't matter if it's a punch or not. It's you just can open right. hand slap somebody yeah, to sleep, knock him out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I thought that was going to happen, <laughs> and I was going to be so happy. Yeah, it did not, but I was still pretty happy. Yeah, oh yeah, because yeah, that shit was crazy. Yeah, this match, holy shit, it was. I, a lot of times with the longer matches, I'll kind of go in and out. Yeah, you know, I'm taking notes and stuff, and I'm just kind of oh, that's. But this, like, I pretty much had to put my notepad down because I was so enraptured with everything that was happening. Yeah, there were there were a few rest holds, but for the most part, it was they didn't go too long. No, they no, no, just no, they didn't the milk right it. Amount. No, yeah, no. Um, there was a point where uh, Rick Steamboat is uh, gets thrown to the outside, yeah. and then a lady from the audience yes. starts pushing him, yes. going "Get up!" <laughs> and she's pushing him hard. Yeah. Yeah. Hard. She's so trying much to push so, him all the way back to the room. Yeah, so much so that after a second, he has to, like, roll to where she can't reach him anymore and then pretend just, to like, still be beaten like, up. fuck, lady? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then a few minutes later, he gets thrown over the barrier yeah. and is basically in her lap <laughs> and uses her knee to get up. And I was like, She's oh, so well, happy. all right. Yo, She's she so was happy. super pumped. So Super pumped. At one point, JR mentions that a long time before this, Ric Flair was in a plane crash. Yeah. Broke his back. And I remember hearing about that, so I looked it up because I wanted more information on that. And it's true. He got yeah, it really crash. did. Yeah. Got to play crash. It was him and a couple other wrestlers. The pilot died. Uh, another wrestler was paralyzed for life. But there was a third guy named. Uh, so Johnny Valentine was a wrestler that was paralyzed for life. But there was a guy, uh, Tim Woods, who was known as Mr. Wrestling at the time. He was the face. Johnny Valentine was the big heel at the time. Uh-huh. And so in order to keep face, so uh, Tim Woods broke his back as well. Okay. But he didn't want, in order to keep face, he didn't want people to know that he was flying on the same plane as his biggest rival because that would have broke kayfabe. So with a broken back two weeks after the plane crash, in order to prove that he wasn't on the plane, he wrestled a fucking match with a broken back. Whoa. Yeah, Ric Flair was still laid up. Ric Flair didn't wrestle for six months after the crash. Six months? Six months. Six months still seems so fast. Right, right. Johnny Valentine, paralyzed for life, pilot, dead. Tim wow. Woods, broken back, wrestled just to keep kayfabe alive. Holy shit. Yeah, it is insane. That's dedication. Right. And he probably got paid nothing oh, yeah. for that. Yeah. No, he died. I mean, he's one of those guys, like, you. when Fuck you talk about God. famous wrestlers, nobody ever mentions Tim Woods. No. Yeah, I know. Like, I had no idea who he was. James Woods, <laughs> yeah, different guy. All-time famous wrestler, James Woods. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Woods. Yeah. But it's crazy too seeing Ric Flair. Like you would never think that he fucking broke his back in a. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. So yeah, this match fucking incredible. Amazing. Uh, match. The only real bullshit move that I want to call out on this one is the off the top rope uh, karate chop to the top of the head. Yeah, that was something Ricky did a lot. That would break your fucking hand yeah, before it would hurt, hurt your him. opponent. Yeah. That was also Tatanka's finishing move. Yes, that's yeah. gonna break your hand. Yeah, but it yeah, it's just, not like isn't it, 
This is this is back. <sighs> you can't this... karate chop through a human skull the way you can a, a cinder block. This was back though when people just thought karate was this. Mystical oh, you karate fighting. chop somebody and they're, they're gonna dead. die. Yeah, this is a mystical fighting form from the far east. It's indefensible. Know? There's exactly, no defense yeah. for if it. If you have a black belt in karate, you are you have to register your hands as lethal weapons. <laughs> Much like Nick Cage in Con Air <laughs> yes. should have done. Yeah, uh, and might have kept him out of prison before he broke that guy's nose into his brain. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh God! Uh, at one so, point, at one point, too, at a clear shot at WWF. Oh yes, uh, JR, yes. JR is talking. They, you know, they they're gonna go the distance. They're out here. They're real athletes. They're not just out here posing. It's like which is ooh, a clear shot at the Royal Rumble. The Rick Rude down. versus yeah. Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, uh, a very narcissistic wrestler versus an alien, <laughs> alien from another world. Yeah, from the planet. Who's apparently also pretty vain. The planet Narcissia. Yeah, from yeah. The, from the planet Pose Down. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, ooh, JR, coming with the fire. Uh, so, yeah, then Terry Funk. Okay, so this match ends with, with Flair winning cradle. and then Ricky Steamboat shaking his hand. Uh, sort A of, nice show of respect afterwards. Right, Flair, and then Flair's yeah. talking about how much he respects Ricky Steamboat and how he's his greatest opponent, blah, blah, blah. Then Terry Funk comes in the ring and starts congratulating Rick, at which point I wrote, is Terry Funk flirting with Ric Flair? So when he first comes in, so we get... He looks like he wants he to really fuck does. him. He really does. He really does. But when the announcer comes in and is interviewing Rick, he first says, you know, congratulations on being the five-time World Heavyweight Champion. Then Terry Funk gets in and goes, let me be the first to congratulate you. Yeah. Uh, like, you're not the first. Too late, bro. Yeah, too you're late. already too this late for that. This whole arena already did it. Yeah. So yeah. then he says, I want to be the first to congratulate you. And then he says, I want to also be the first to challenge you. Right. And Rick says, buddy, we got a list. you're not in the top ten. We got a list. You've been off in Hollywood. He goes, you've been off in Hollywood with yeah. Sylvester Stallone <laughs> referencing Terry Funk's part in my favorite movie from childhood, one of my favorite movies, Over the Top. Okay. I couldn't the, remember what he was the in. The yeah. truck driving arm, arm wrestling, wrestling. Yeah. Uh, love story between a man and his child. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, best description of that movie. Yeah, it's amazing. So good. Starring Robert Loja in his prime. <laughs> uh, his mom straight up dies in the middle. Oh, Jesus. Pretty great. Uh, over the top fucking great c- movie. cinematic masterpiece. Great movie. Uh, made by Menachem Golem. Uh, who is uh, the Canon film people? Oh yeah. That which there's a fucking amazing documentary about them on Netflix nice. uh, called Electric Boogaloo. I've seen that. I haven't. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've seen so that. Good. I'll have to check that out. It's so good because I I didn't realize until then how many of the movies from my oh, childhood yeah. were Canon films. Oh, yeah. Canon was huge. Uh, Masters of the Universe yep. was a big one. Yeah. So yeah, so they're totally. Uh, Ric Flair's kind of poking at him for uh, doing that movie. Well, and he keeps and he Terry- has a tiny part in that movie. Yeah, it's not big. He's not yeah. like a superstar in Hollywood. No, like- he plays one of the main one of Robert Loja's bodyguards. Right. Who I think his biggest line was, "Mr. Cutler would like to see you now." Yeah, yeah. So the so he comes out. And he's like, "I want to be the first to challenge you. I want to be the first to kiss you on the mouth, <laughs> Ric Flair. I Ric love Flair. you." Please, will you do I me the honor? I want to Terry fuck you. <laughs> oh, God damn it. So, <laughs> in Mick Foley's second book, Foley is Good, he talks about how in his first book, uh, uh, Have a Nice Day, when he wrote down everything, he just wrote down everything on fucking legal pads and then sent it off to the publisher. And I guess his handwriting was so bad when he got the first draft back, all the like people that had typed it up had replaced, anytime he referred to Terry Funk, he referred to him as the Funker, and they replaced it all with the, the fucker. fucker. Yeah. They were like, man, he must really not like this yeah, guy. Yeah, he does not like this Terry fuck guy. They do not get along. <laughs> Seems so, weird. 
So Terry keeps going like, I want to challenge you. And Ric Flair's like, no, you can't. He goes, bro, you're out of shape. You're not in the, you, yeah. you've been off in Hollywood sucking Stallone's cock. But he keeps doing this weird. He's like, I want to challenge you. And Flair's like, you can't. And he's like, oh, I, I can't. Okay. And then he, yeah, and then he's yeah. very timidly. He's like, "Are you saying I'm not good enough?" I don't yeah. know why we're giving him this voice, <laughs> but I love it. And he's that's got now a weird hype. And that's voice. now Terry Funk's that's voice Terry, forever. Are you sure are, I'm not good? Enough? Are, are you saying I'm not good enough? Terry Funk is a muppet. <laughs> he's the muppet version of Hank Hill. Ah shit! <laughs> he's like, "Are you saying I'm are not good enough?" enough? <laughs> I say it. Never in my life ever <laughs> seen so much whacking. <laughs> Boy, yeah, oh boy. So he goes, so, so like, oh, okay. And then, and then Flair says, F- Flair finally is kind of mean about it. He's like, no, you can't challenge me. That's the end. He's You're like, not bro. in shape. And then, and then, <laughs> and I, really, so like, I really Flair's started just to like, feel, bruh, bruh, come on. And then I really started to feel bad for Funk. He's like, I was just joking. I was oh, yeah, just, he's joking like, oh, just joking I'm about just that. I don't want to challenge you. I was just joking about that. And he goes to shake his hand, and then he punches him in the face. Yep. And, and then leads, he proceeds to beat the shit out of him. And this leads to and our second attempted murder yeah, charge. Yeah, Where he pile drives Ric Flair on a, on a chair. On, or on a, on a table. table. On a and table. not a gimmicked table. No. Not a table that a is built to break. very floppy this is table. A, this is a for real table. Yeah. Pile drives him onto it. Flair tries to... Normally with a pile driver, you brace yourself on your opponent's knees. Uh-huh. To kind of hold yourself up. But Flair knows he's going on a table, so he's just doing a handstand. Yeah. But he's still, when Funk drops, he kind of kicks his legs out, which kicks Flair's arms out, and he lands right on his fucking head. Yup. Yeah, it is brutal looking. Yeah. Uh, then uh, then he throws the table on top of yeah, him. Yeah, Well, he hits, and I don't know if they were, were hoping the table would break, because Flair rolls off to the side, and then Terry <laughs> just rides the table over. Yeah, he has to fall backwards, and the table just <laughs> yeah. comes with him. Yeah. So then Terry gets up and picks and up the table. throws it. And throws it. Yeah. Uh... No, it doesn't hit Flair because it hits the railing. <laughs> but it still, and yeah. then kind of makes like it makes a little it. lean-to yeah. that Rick's yeah. under. But then he like goes up and like kicks the table on him for yeah. And then he throw and then he hits him with a chair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he goes around yelling, "I am good enough. I am good enough. <laughs> I don't want to fight you, Rick Flair. I want to win that their title. I tell you what, <laughs> by God, you listening to me, you some bitchy shit. <laughs> now normally. Normally, in any other pay-per-view, the 30-minute match of the year barn burner for the World Heavyweight Championship, would have followed been the end up of it. by a post-match beatdown on the ch- on the champion, no. would be the end of the pay-per-view. But instead... There are two more fucking matches. And... Tag team matches. Granted, both of them for belts, but it's not the U.S. No. Tag Team Championship and then the World Heavyweight Championship. No, no it is the World, the World Tag Team Championship and, then the, and then the U.S. Tag Team Championship. By the way, four... Of these tag team uh, participants in this, there's eight in these two matches, four of them in the Varsity Club. So it's Varsity Club in one match, Varsity Club in the other So I guess Varsity Club is the main event? I don't understand. (sighs) How is Flair and Steamboat not the main event? I I don't get it. It blows my mind. Who booked this? Yeah, and so I'm not going to lie. We are going to kind of speed through these last two matches because there's not much to talk about. They're both short. They're both six minutes. They're both stupid. They're both stupid. Match number. Nikita Koloff is for some fucking stupid reason back. As, but he's not back oh, as a wrestler. Yeah. He's back as a referee, yeah. I'm play. which makes me happy because Nikita Koloff coming back means that Nikita Koloff's accent <laughs> yes. is coming back. So here's to. a little bit, a little bit of, NWA, of that for you. The NBA, the Such NFL, a treat. Whatever Getting interviewed by uh, wrestling's in Kevin Mooney. Situation, <laughs> the officials always seem to be on the hot seat. And right now, here's a man who is making his return Kevin to Meany. the NWA. Not Kevin in that Mooney. Kevin Meany. Nikita 
Koloff, and you will be in a world tag team situation, a championship situation. The he's referee, got a very hip hop haircut. Teams who he have does. made a he's career, it seems, shame. of intimidating officials. Well, I have been in the ring before with all these men, both with and against. So when it comes to intimidation, the Varsity Club is not going to intimidate Nikita Koloff or the Road Warriors. I will not be intimidated by anybody. I am going to call it the way Nikita Koloff sees it. I am going to be impartial. He says it like I'm going a, to be referee he, to the best well, of my he, he, right now. He keeps mixing first right, and fans, third we person. Going yeah, to yeah, the yeah. arena fourth. He says, still I, he goes, I'm going to call it the way Nikita Koloff sees it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to call it the way this other person right, named right, Nikita right. Koloff. It just, it still sounds Japanese to me. I, I told you off mic or before we started what I think it sounds like, well, and, I'll, yeah, and I'll yeah. say it again because and it, it's a little offensive. Uh, but yeah. he sounds to me more deaf than Russian. He does. He, he sounds, sounds more like Lou Ferrigno than he does a Russian guy. But like it, like if Lou Ferrigno was trying to do an, a, a Russian accent, he sounds like Lou Ferrigno. He's got a haircut like he's in De La Soul. Yeah, but his haircuts fly. His haircuts fly. As it's shit. dope. It it's looks cool. cool. Shit. It's the flat top. But it's got the lines shaved going all the yeah. way back into the side. It's very 90s hip-hop. Yeah. Cool as uh, shit. Yeah. Cool as shit. Not a, not, also, not a haircut for a Russian gentleman. No, 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 no. A white Russian gentleman. <laughs> a white Russian? Oh. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> boy, so oh boy. He, so anyways, he's the ref. He's the ref for our uh, first match. Well, Which our is, first, not our eighth <laughs> match. Whatever. Yeah. The World Tag Team Championship. Yeah. Uh, Mike Rotunda and Kevin, or I mean. Uh, Dr. Death. Yeah. Steve Williams, Steve Williams with Kevin Sullivan. With Kevin with Sullivan. Uh, and the Road Warriors with Paul Ring. That's the match. Road Warriors win. Doesn't matter how. Well, Kevin Sullivan gets ejected at That's the beginning. Right. That's right. Nikolov throws right. him out. Cold and then some Nikolov. bullshit happens. Kevin Sullivan comes back with right. Dan Spivey. Is it Dan Spivey? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, comes back with him. They intervene. Uh, and then uh, he gets the Varsity Club disqualified. And Road Warriors win, yep. and then they play the Road Warriors music, which, which I guess at a, the time was an Iron Man spoof. It's a weird, because it says, we are Iron Man, but it's the same riff. The it's one of those things where you can tell you they can changed tell, either yeah. the key or yeah. like one it's of the just, notes. And I don't, rem- I didn't pay enough attention when they came out, but I don't feel like I heard that no. during their entrance. So I guess they forgot to like dub over that when they put it on the network. <laughs> That's what happened. That's got to be it. That's what happened. That's what happened with uh, Dougie Bilbert. That's too. right. Just uh, a lack of quality yeah. control at the speaking WWE of, network. Speaking of Doug Bilbert, the final somehow the goddamn main event is, is... Eddie Bilbert, hot stuff Eddie Bilbert, Hortstorf, Hortstorf Eddie Bilbert. <laughs> That's going to be their name yeah. forever. Hortstorf, Eddie Bilbert, and Rick Steiner. Odd tag team. Yeah. You know Rick Steiner has a brother that wrestles? I, I know, Do they right? know that? And they keep calling them the first family of wrestling. His, he has a he brother. Has a brother. It's brother. his family. So does Eddie Bilbert. It's so dumb. They come out with Missy Hyatt, and they take on the Varsity Club, Dan Spivey and Kevin Sullivan, uh, which the games master. Kevin's, Kevin Sullivan and Dan Spivey together is wrestling's version of twins <laughs> with Arnold Schwarzenegger yes. and Danny DeVito, because yes, yes. Dan Spivey, very large. Very uh, big dude. Kevin Sullivan, very Short. small. Kevin Sullivan is the Danny DeVito of wrestling. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, so Spivey picks up... Uh, Oh, I turned on the uh, oh, voice hey. there. <laughs> oh, that'd be good for... Uh... All, All right, right, so anyway... Are you saying I'm not good enough? That's a good <laughs> oh, bet. 
said I'm not good enough. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> it does sound like uh, a horror movie. Um, so, oh, by the way, we also forgot to mention that uh, the first family comes out with uh, Hottie Missy Hyatt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whose cleavage is out of control. Yes. Uh, ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Kept thinking it was going to pop out a Literally, the only note I have written down for this match is, how is this the main event? Yep. That's it. Yeah, Spivey, like, supposedly injures Steiner before the match, yeah. so he's trying to wrestle with one yeah. arm, blah, blah, blah. It's really stupid. Uh, Steiner closed. Okay, so Kevin Sullivan is uh, about to pile drive Eddie yes. Bilbert, and then uh, Steiner clotheslines him. The momentum of which sends Eddie Bilbert flying over the top of him yeah. into a pin- pinning predicament. Yeah, and uh, then he wins. And then the end of the match is uh, once again Kevin Sullivan attacking to a woman. Attack a woman, yes. Uh, lots of matches ending with Kevin Sullivan attacking women. That's that's just his. Yeah. Yeah, that's just what he does now. And then after the end of this bullshit, then we are told that apparently because of their shenanigans in the uh, Road Warriors match where they were disqualified and got to keep their titles, uh, because of the shenanigans after Kevin Sullivan had been ejected, they were being, quote, stripped of their titles. So that's the dusty finish. God damn it. I don't understand at all how the varsity club gets the main event had those two matches been not after rick it would have been fine would have been perfect matches it would have been a pretty good pay-per-view overall even not knowing that because you can't predict that this is going to be the match of the year if there's anybody out there that can explain to us why this happened billy car correct please god tell us but it just doesn't make sense even not knowing that Flair and Steamboat were going to be that, that good. good. Yeah. You still know Flair and Steamboat are going to be good. The World Heavyweight Championship right. match is always the main event, goddammit. Yeah, and how are you not going to end, <laughs> like, with that brutal beatdown, how are you not going to at least, like, talk to Funk or Flair it's one afterwards? Of those, it's like, one of those things that seems so insane that there had to be a good reason. There has to be some reason. But we don't know. It. We have no idea. It's a goddamn mystery. Please figure this out for us. Until anybody. next week. <laughs> <laughs> we have the answer, but we'll tell you next week. Join Just kidding. Us. We don't have the answer because there are no answers. Film at 11. <laughs> Film at 11. It's called What the Fuck Was what Happening the fuck? in 1989. <laughs> oh, also, one more thing I wanted to say, a note that I actually skipped over somehow, was that during this, there were several times where I thought audience members that they were showing were wearing costumes. <laughs> Uh, and then I realized, nope, it's just 1989. <laughs> <laughs> shit was weird. Yeah. People wore yeah. weird shit. Oh, so that was fun. So that was Wrestle War. War. You know what's next, baby? WrestleMania 5. That's right. Hell We're yeah. WrestleMania. Nah, 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 nah. That is going to be. WrestleMania ing. WrestleManing. 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 I don't think that's how you say it. WrestleMainlining. Yes, yeah. we're mainlining WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, right into our veins. <laughs> right into our veins, right into your ears. Which means that we will be with a guest again. Yes. Um, so be ready for that. That'll be yeah, in a couple weeks. Uh, uh, yeah, find us on uh, iTunes. Absolutely. Rate and review us on there. Find us on Facebook. Yep, styling uh, a profile with Cam and Zam. Durful, find us. Give us a nice review. Leave some nice things. Tell us we look good. Just yeah, anything. Baby. We have very low confidence. Uh, oh, um, when is this coming out? Uh, Oklahoma City. Uh, I don't know when this is coming out, but I think this will be in time, Oklahoma City. I'll be all up in your city, uh, Valentine's Day, uh, February 14th through 17th at the Oklahoma City Looney Bin. Nice. So come see me. I'll be with Sean Jones at LooneyBinComedy.com. Valentine's, bring your date out. Fuck yeah. We got six shows that week, so there's plenty of chances to come out and check it out. Nothing Uh, better better for a nice romantic evening than 
stand-up comedy. Fuck yeah. And don't forget to go to the Absolute Best of Tulsa and uh, vote for Styling and Profiling as your favorite local podcast. Please, we need this. Fucking it. I need this. <laughs> I need this. <laughs> Are you All saying right. we're not good enough? Are we not good enough? <laughs> That'll be my uh, our concession speech there for we the, go. For the yeah. award we don't Whoever win. Whoever wins, we get up and just, Are you saying we're not good enough? <laughs> I love it. All, All right. right, that's it, guys. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Adios. Channel four and a half. <laughs>